Hey, comic book collectors, do you want to protect what you collect? Do you hate when your comic books slide around in your short box or you need to turn them sideways just so they don't bend or fall over? Well, look no further than Sidekick Supplies. Their product fits firmly inside your comic box so you don't need to worry. And not only is their product made in the USA, but also ships free directly to your doorstop. Check out our sponsor, Sidekick Supplies at SidekickSupplies.com and use the code COMICOM15 for 15% off your purchase. Believe me, you'll be ordering more than one. Welcome to the one and only Comic-Con Podcast, your podcast for comic book news, reviews, and comic community drama with your host, Nemesis Prime and Milton the Matter. Are you listening? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast. We are season four, episode six, recording this on February the 7th. Uh, it's your boy, Nemesis Prime. Mr. Milton the Manimal is still having fun out in Nashville, Tennessee with uh, wife and friends. Must be nice to enjoy a super long week. Uh, you know, back from Megacon, I was in Orlando and he's somewhere as well. But with that being said, I didn't want to do the show by myself. So I wanted to do some Megacon review stuff. So uh, we, I brought some people with us. Uh, you know him. I pulled him out of the grotto from Three Men in the Basement. Mr. Otto from the Grotto. What's going on, Everett? How are you? What's up, everybody? Yeah, straight out of the Grotto. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Can't wait to talk about this. And uh, pretty excited not to be the host of a show. So here we go. I'm going to sit back and relax. I got to say also, if anybody ever needs to go on vacation with Otto, he's very low maintenance. So if you ever need a roommate, please hit up Otto for any type of convention. He will be easy to easy (laughs) travel guy. Um, (laughs) Super easy. So um that's one of our guests and then we had ourselves another person who was actually set up at megacon i'm not sure if it was his first but we'll find out mr anthony from bird city comics anthony, how are you this evening i am fantastic i mean i've had two days of rest since megacon so now i'm feeling good but yeah i'm ready to rock it's funny normally when zach's here he's never wearing like a sweatshirt because he's in texas and you're out there and you know you're on this the phoenix area and you're wearing a jacket so it's got to be cold out there <laughs> We it hailed earlier. It was raining, and then we got some hail. The low right now is in the forties. It's saying, so it's it's a rainy. Uh, as Laura says, a storm is coming, Harry. Every time the weather's like this, that sounds Otto. That sounds like an East Coast thing, right? That's not a an East Coast thing. Forty degrees, a little bit warmer for us. You know, a little colder for us out here, but still forty degrees. That's 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 jacket weather, like you're wearing right there, brother. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, totally, totally. So, um, yeah, we have again, we have two con goers that were pretty much walking the floor the entire time, and then we have ourselves someone who is set up. So, I think this is going to be a great kind of recap of Megacon. Uh, obviously, like I said, myself and Otto went there for the first time. Anthony, how many times have you been to Megacon now? This is the third time I've set up at this show. Okay, cool. So, I guess post COVID, then right, 21, 22, 22, yeah. 23, 24? Pr- pretty much, yeah, I've, since right. the we got back from the COVID stuff. Yeah, I've been on it. Nice. Awesome. So, uh, you know, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on kind of the the progression of you. And then, you know, again, you'll hear from both myself and Otto as far as, you know, what we kind of had, you know, what we did and what we thought about it normally from our East Coast shows and especially myself going to a lot of big shows and same thing with Anthony. So we'll kind of start around the horn. So, Otto, you know, what was your first impressions of uh, Megacon 2024 compared to anything else? You know, it was overall, it was great. I mean, I'm going to give it like a CGC, like 9.5 if I could, because it was just exactly what I was expecting, you know? Um, 
I, you know, did my research. I saw the hotel. I saw where that we were staying. You know, I'm a little bit of a hotel snob. So I like, you know, just I, I like to be around where the action is, you know, because the people are staying in the same hotel. You know, you want to be around it. You want to see the people there. Um, and it's, you know, afterwards, after dinner and stuff like that. But you know what? Where we stayed had a sky bridge. So it was a 15 minute walk. And when it's 70 degrees out and sunny, man, you take that walk into fresh air and you walk in and very simple to get in. I never felt that I was like in a herd of people. I thought the aisles were huge. Um, I thought getting in was a multi-step process, but I was never belly to back to get somebody. You know what I mean? I had enough space. I could walk right in. And, uh, you know, overall, man, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say it was a lot of fun to go to a show like this, you know, was aisle 600 and 700 really the only places you could find comics pretty much, you know what I mean? But there were so many other things to keep you occupied with that. It was a great way. It was a great con to go to. I bought the four day pass. I only used three days and I thought it was a bargain. You know, it was like $140 for, for that. So you know, 140, you know, a little bit more than 32 bucks a pop, you know, a little bit more than that to get in per day. And it was well worth it. And I went in twice and I wasn't afraid to leave um, and go back to the hotel and say, I'm coming back later. And that's exactly what I did. And I don't feel like I missed anything. You know, I mean, I did feel like Sunday morning when we went all the way in the back and mm -hmm. that's where we had all the A-list actors like Susan Sarandon. Um, that's where, uh, my God, the whole entourage team was like, I didn't even see that the first two days, but I wasn't looking for them. Yeah. You know, I was looking for the artists. I was looking for Optimus Prime and Megatron. I was looking for the newer artists, the older artists, you know, just that whole area. And I thought that was all really accessible, you know? So, yeah, I think you, you definitely picked a great hotel. I mean, it was, that it was like right there by the convention center. And like you said, the, the fact that you could leave and you could come back is always a plus because you know, I've done Baltimore and even though I've stayed at some of the hotels, which are still close to the convention center, it's still a little bit of a hike to go back and forth. New York, you, I mean, if you leave for, you know, you're just really leaving for food because the food at the Javits Center is just terrible. But Dude, it's not let's stop right there. Pause, pause, pause. He just ahead. said that once. He just said the food at the Javits Center is terrible, referring to New York Comic Con. If he said it 30 times, I'm giving him the low count. On how many times he said, I knew your Comic Con, your jam packed. I knew your Comic Con, the food. So, like, it was just, and I looked at him, I'm like, dude, why do you always go then? And he <laughs> pretty much was like, well, because I always go. So I don't want to stop always going, you know? So yeah. let's just keep track of that. I hate it. E year after year, it gets worse and worse, but I still go just to see people. I think that's realistically what it becomes too. Uh, but they you know, like alcohol though. Yes, they do. That is the one good thing that Which you can makes the food court a little better. Okay. After you've had the alcohol. Yes, you can walk around. That's the one good thing. Yes, you can walk around with a beer if you really need to. Unlike, well, I mean, we, I don't know, Mr. This guy down here in the bottom, he just decided to walk through the door with a, a bottle know, of Tito's. Yeah, a bottle of Tito's. Yeah, and they just don't the care. <laughs> they didn't even care. Oh. But so you spoke about, you know, before we get to Anthony, so you spoke about the hotel. You know, let, let, the, let the listeners know, who do we run into at our hotel? Just, just some of the names that, like, we're literally staying at a heart, at the hotel right okay. next to the convention center. All right. So this is how much fun it was. So in the morning, Sunday, Saturday morning, we're walking out, and there's this gentleman, a tall gentleman, Asian gentleman, walking a little bit quicker uh, than us. And uh, he looks at me, and he goes, that's our germ. And he said it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, like, in our hotel. And then he says to me, please don't say anything, dude. Don't say anything. I'm like, all right, I won't, I won't, I won't. Next morning, we're walking, 
and there was another gentleman wearing a um, guest pass. And I'm looking at him like, I know who this is. I know who this is. Why can't I think of it? And he wasn't really paying us any mind. And we weren't really paying him any mind because we don't want to just be like, hey, you know, what's going on? It was Jeff Loeb. Uh, who are you? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was Jeff Loeb. You know, Justin wanted to whisper, like, uh, what was it, the Batman book, Justin? Oh, yeah. I love Long Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the last day, um, you know, a minor highlight, but like a huge win. We were, um, you know, getting ready for our flight at the hotel and enjoying a couple of libations and some food. And Justin buys a gentleman a drink and turns around. Lo and behold, it's Tony, Dan Tony Daniel, you know, so and he came over and chatted up with us. So, you know, the, these interactions are really part of why I'd like to go, you know, um, because you never know who you're going to see. And this has happened countless times at Terrificon. Um, you know, whether it's getting on the, the elevator and there's Flash Gordon, my hero, standing right in front of me, like coming out of the gym or, you know, getting breakfast and there's Henry Winkler, the Fonz, two people in front of me. So, you know, you want to be around these people because these are the interactions that you like. And you know what? It's okay to meet some of your heroes, unlike Lou Ferrigno, but that's for another story. But anyway, so. Yeah, that's what's the greatest thing about it is that you're you're getting them out of their element when you see them at the show they're you know they're sitting down they're below you they're pretty much they're if they're an artist they're you know they're drawn constantly they're not really looking around too much and then you really you know you don't want to spend an hour talking to somebody because then the line starts getting behind you then people are like oh this guy won't stop asking them questions but we had the perfect opportunity on sunday when we were talking to tony it was just you know a genuine conversation wasn't even really too much about comic book stuff we were just you know chatting about the con chatting about you know you were chatting about your kids and his kids and yeah yeah it's very personable so it was just really nice to to get that experience that again you don't see that in the show right you don't have that time um <clears throat> so mr mr bird city obviously like you said this is your third time going you know how was it compared to the past two years for yourself uh setting up and you know being there because again this is for our first time Sure. So, so are we talking about CattleCon or MegaCon? We are talking about the future leaders of America that we're all staying in our hotel. <laughs> future educator, educator. Future educators, educators, and the dance team that was also there. there you go. So, so to provide some context, guys, um, CattleCon, which is a real thing, was happening the same weekend as MegaCon. And the reason why I lead off with this, Megacon's a great show, and I'm going to get to that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm assuming Megacon is at the same place it was the prior year. This is my third year setting up. So I meet the the team of people that I'm going to be boothing with. And, you know, I've been going to the gym lately, and I was like, I'm going to carry those short boxes by hand. It's not that far of a walk from, you know, the hotel with the skywalks. I can I can do this. We start walking it, and I cannot make this up. Two guys that are obviously heading to MegaCon walk past us in the opposite direction. They go, you're going to get all those comics signed at CattleCon? And we thought they were just being sarcastic because we know CattleCon's coming. We're seeing all the signs everywhere, and we're like, oh, yeah, ha-ha, blah, blah, blah. And we continue to walk. We walk all the way down to that main hall, down the escalator, oh, looking oh. around. I'm telling you guys, there are cowboy hats galore, cowboy boots, buckles, Buckle. inflatable cows. And we were looking around like, where are we? <laughs> so I go into like the entry door, you know, be before you have to provide some type of pass to get in. And I look mm -hmm. at the lady and I'm like, where's MegaCon? She's like, oh, that's in the West building. This is CattleCon. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, and I was super interested. And I'm like, look, I'm, I need to get to MegaCon, but I need <laughs> to know what CattleCon is. Can I go like 
just peek my head in. I will come right back. I swear you can keep an eye on me. I'm not going to like make a run for it. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, go look. So I go on the door, guys. I cannot make this up. The convention hall was full of vendors that are teaching you how to manage your herd. There are seminars on it, managing your herd, um, different types of product, you know, how to keep them healthy, uh, food, um, supplements, a lot of courses, um, it, just all this paraphernalia for cattle herding. Blew my mind. I wanted to spend the day there and walk around. <laughs> so not only was that there, I was talking to a gentleman. He they were buy they buy and sell cattle. So evidently the going rate at the day for a Spanish cow, no, a Mexican cow. Yeah, Mexican was Mexican cow was two k, two k. That's what they're saying, and I'm like. All right. And then, you know, I was the Reese brothers asked one of the older gentlemen where well, you guys could tell he was like, I mean, this guy was Yellowstone all the way with old generational. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know how many cows he said he bought, but it was a lot at 2K. And the Reese brothers were like, oh, my God, that's like two AF-15s or something like that. You know, <laughs> you know? So pretty interesting to see, you know, different walk of yeah. life. So, Something that me living in the Northeast, I know nothing. I know I, I know less than nothing. The only thing I know is what I've learned from Yellowstone in 1867. So I'm with you. That's what was, I was making a joke. I was like, there's got to be like, what is this, a convention to tell you how many ways to cook it? Like, that's all I would be interested in is that aspect of it. Yep. They have like the wrangling section, like how to throw Ooh. the lasso around. And, like, <laughs> or do, do they have this, the mechanical bull set up like we've seen in Terrificon Auto? Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah, we end off that thing in 10 seconds. Yeah, it, it was a trip. But so then I look at the guys and we're just like, all right, so West Campus and it's past where we walked. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm not. I toughed it out for for the first walk. Like, I'm done. I'm not going to pretend to be tough guy. So let's get a cab. And we took a cab across the street, like legitimate. Mm-hmm. And then we got set up and the show started. So <laughs> when you set up, did you go in on Wednesday or you went on Thursday, which was the first day of Megacon? Like, so I got there on Wednesday. I did a little setup Wednesday, but the majority of the stuff I needed didn't show up till Thursday because it's always fun shipping your stuff, you know, to another state. So, um, mm-hmm. I set up Thursday. But when uh, you did go into like, CattleCon, it was Wednesday or Thursday? It was Thursday when I walked oh, to okay. CattleCon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God! So yeah, I, there was just so much. There was so many things going on, like in that little section. Um, but it's that's crazy. But so how was Megacon? Like, how was Megacon for you um, post, you know, finally figuring out where you needed to be? Yeah. So Megacon was killer this year. Like, um, I think last year was was an interesting year for just how the dynamics and people that were coming onto the scene for selling because Megacon was just so saturated with there was a million people there. And I'm talking most a lot of sellers, um, a lot of uh, social platform sellers or app sellers. And it was all just so much going on this year seemed to be a lot more tamed. Like people were hitting tables. People were purchasing. It was like wheeling and dealing. Like I had a great time. I was turned up the whole time. Um, So yeah, this year was fantastic. Like the vibe was just on point for me. Uh And even though I know you didn't, you didn't have a book to do because this is kind of was like a last minute show. So obviously you kind of bring, you know, your most recent variants that you do some of the exclusives, You know, and you still, you know, every time I saw you, you know, things were moving. And by the time I saw you the last day on Sunday, you know, you, you were based, you were bared down to like bare stock, which is, you know, phenomenal. Uh, You know, and I guess when you see these things for the past three years, is it a positive show to be going to for like a retail as like on a retailer side too? So I want to kind of speak on, you know, an exclusive retailer 
vendor or just a retailer in general? You know, did you do you see the growth in this? Oh yeah. So so kind of touching on what I, what I was saying is that the buying was way better this year. Mm-hmm. Really? It, I was out of books by Friday night. So right. Saturday morning, I had a handful. You were putting of up the left. sold out signs, right? Like you were like putting those you over your head. Sold out, sold out. That's okay. Which was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that that was great. People were buying left and right. Um, a part of the market is that resale, so that third market, and we're talking like you know whatnot, eBay Live, things like that. And so when those guys are a pug, I'm telling you, she's vicious. Must be Laura anyway, doing something in your studio room. I'm assuming it's my son being my son. So uh, anyway, so it, when those guys are making purchases at booths, mm-hmm. that just means that the aftermarket's healthy. So you know how it is. People walk up, they're like, I love it. I want it. And then you get a second crowd that walks up and go, I love it, but I love it because I want to flip it. You need all those aspects for a good show. You just mm-hmm. do. Um, and it seemed to hit. We got a flood of customers that, you know, they walk up and they go, where's your wife? Like I always make that joke, but it really happens a lot. Oh, so nobody sure. expects to see me there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and either they buy something and then you know you get some some live streamers that come by and go all right i need one for me and a couple for the show and then they grab some and go and it was a very healthy buying situation so i i enjoyed it nice nice well anthony i'd be on the flip side if i if i saw your wife first at a show i'd be like where's anthony yeah i, they, I appreciate <laughs> so much she you know what's funny because she said it's time i go hey i got a show i'm gonna i'm gonna go on um and hang out with with nemesis and auto and she's like they didn't ask me. I'm like, you didn't go to the show. And she goes, I didn't stop them last year. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, she's going to talk about it. She's going to talk about how, how you contacted her or, you know, right. if, you, if you got hit on by any girl, like what really? Come on. What? Oh, that, that was pretty funny too. Yeah. I, I, I had that conversation. So that, that was, that was a great time. Um, so a little inside we were heading to, <laughs> we were heading to MegaCon, and, you know, Otto's kind of falling asleep in the morning on Friday morning. And I'm I'm playing on the switch, in the on the plane. Oh jeez! And this and one of the stewards walks up to me. She's like, "Excuse me." She's like, "Do you have headphones?" And I go, "Headphones." And I was just like, "I can't even hear the game, right?" And she's like, "Oh, because the the noise it's kind of traveling into the back." And we're in the very last row. She's like, oh, it's just like reverbing, and I'm like, "I miss." I was like, I, "It's on like no volume. Like I don't even have volume for the game, so I can't even tell you what's happening." I really think she wanted to see what I was playing and just to kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of chatted up with me you want to get on that switch you know what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> she wanted to know what was going on so yeah. uh for what myself playing? Oh, what was i play? either mario wonder at the time or smash brothers I so i was telling you bro you just that's the move right there you break out the side control like click click <laughs> little, little mario kart throwdown. well I, when we were sitting so and then on the way home we had you know we spent a lot of time in the airport and i gotta tell you the switch was the thing that saved me Cause it literally, you know, when you're gaming, like gaming time goes super fast, but when you're waiting yeah. time, it goes super slow. So yeah, you know, I throw in like the, uh, I went right on the super NES emulator on the, on the switch, it little oh, yeah. pass, you know, got my first pendant and was hitting it up. I was ready to go. So, uh, nice. so glad I brought that. So glad Dude, I brought that. I just want to talk about like the airport for us. Like Justin and I, we were very fortunate. Like we got direct flights both ways. And, I mean, we had a little hiccup on the way home, but. You know, for me, it was it's a it was pretty easy. Two and a half, two seventy, uh, you know, almost a little under three hours on the plane. That's an easy ride, and that's easy for me. You know, so that's just, this is why I thought the show was good. You know, because it was a quick ride. I mean, Baltimore when I flew to Baltimore was forty minutes for me. You know, terrific. It's all about accessibility. You know what I mean? So that's why I think it, this was um, one another bonus. You know, 
Yeah. Even the pricing, you know, Otto, when you, you booked the hotel, did you book it similar to how like Terrificon has? Like you book it through yeah. their website and you get like a discounter. And you, and you got the whatever. code. I did it. Um, least I probably did it in October when I decided to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, and here's what I recommend. If you guys think you're going to go to the show, reserve the room, you know, get that rate because once you lose that rate and, you know, for the hotel that we stayed at, it should have been double per night. At least oh. in my opinion, and from what I see up here in the Northeast, and yes. again, I'm a hotel snob. I like nice hotels. I and I understand you pay for what you get, and I felt like that was another huge discount. You know, so you know the th- the four day pass for 140. You know, less than you know. Look at that. And I was only there for three days. The flight was 252 dollars round trip. You know, and then the hotel was you know 200 bucks a night plus ta- plus a little bit of taxes. You know, yeah. you know. You know, I mean, so that's, you know, super good, you know, and especially when you're splitting it with somebody, you know, you're not having to worry just about yourself, but yeah, you know, I, I was just like shocked when, you know, Sunday morning, when I actually saw the, the, the invoice for the hotel, I was like, damn, 204 a night. I'm like, I can't even get that here in anywhere in Jersey at any, at even like a rinky dink hotel. It, it's right. just like a, you know, like a garbage holiday. And I mean, we're literally in Orlando, Florida you know, 20 minutes to Disney. We're right next to the convention center. I'm like, this is, this is where it is. And, you know, and I know you kind of booked last minute, so it probably was a little bit more. Yeah. Laura always gives me crap about that too. I'm super weird this way. This is my, one of my ticks. I'll tell you guys, I'm a yes or no guy. I hate the word maybe. So like, and it sounds harsh sometimes. Like if my son's like, Hey, do you want to throw the ball around dad? I either say yes or no. Okay. And if I'm working, I'm like, no, because I don't want to say maybe and then disappoint somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm like that with hotels because what Otto says, my wife says them all the time, book them way out in advance. We can always cancel. And I just, my heart starts thumping. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to commit if I'm not really going. And she tells me all the time, I need to know the list of all the shows you maybe want to go to. And I'm going to get you nice hotels so we're not screwed. Mm-hmm. And I fight her on it because that's just who I am. And it's ridiculous. And I always end up in these janky or haunted hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, Dude, you know, Tur- hotel was haunted. I swear it. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I heard that story. Yeah. You told me that story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I booked Baltimore super early, I, you know, terrific con, which is not until August. I booked that last, uh, what, like December when they first went on sale and it's super cheap for, and I go, you know, the show's only a three day show, but I'm going Thursday through Monday because, you know, we're set up. I want to be there. I, I don't want to have to like leave on Sunday night and deal with traffic. And it's, it's like less just around just under a thousand dollars, which is just still wild. Like that's with the discount and I'm, I'm splitting it with people. Yeah. So it's going to cost me $200 maybe, you know, for a whole, like four days. It's just wild. So that's, that's the most important thing. I, I definitely agree with Otto. you know, book early when you're, when you want to go to a show, you know, if you think you want to go to a show, book it super early just because yeah, I'm even just going like booking.com or whatever and just book it. it they're not going to charge you. So yeah. Well, the other thing too, like what you guys are saying, you guys stayed real close to the convention center. I was on the other side of the freeway, which Mm. it was, it was, you know, a a four minute car ride, but there were no restaurants within a reasonable walking distance. So I I also had to pay for DoorDash dinners and things like that. So I wasn't Mm. going to take an Uber there and back. So, you know, I had a DoorDash bill and it just, it's real important guys to plan ahead for reals. Well, then even same thing, like you had to Uber to the, to the convention center every day too. So that then eats into you know, mm-hmm. other random stuff. I mean, we literally walked right across the street. They had a nice little pavilion, like a Mexican mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh, you know, they had an Irish pub. There was everything was like right there. So yeah. you didn't really have to go far. 
Um, and you were still within like other people. You were still hanging out with like community people and, and con goers. You saw all that. So it's not like you're skeeved out, like going to Baltimore, which I've seen. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> that's totally a good call. Like uh, I would say Megacon in San Diego are awesome because everybody stays in that area. So if you're mm -hmm. a fan, go to those shows. You're going to run into artists. You're going to run into uh, people from the show, YouTubers, podcasters, like everybody that's a part of the community. You're going to run into them at Megacon for sure. Because especially if you stay in that Hyatt, whatever that's like a hive, there's like Hyatt West and Hyatt North. And mm -hmm. yeah, dude, I, I got lost going to that thing too. So that was fun. When this was funny, I was talking to one of my um, coworkers, the civil engineers who built this area, they built a convention center. They built the four or five big hotels. You know, they dropped this shopping center right in the center of it. You know what I mean? Like the the knowledge of what you're going to put in there to how many people you're going to deal with and the hotels and the buses. And it was so funny when we were inside waiting to get in. Uh, you could tell when one of the buses from one of the hotels came because it was just like 80 people at a time, 80 people at a time, 80 people. So there was thousands of people there, but I never once was like, oh, my God, this is too packed for me. But again, I left probably during the busiest hours. But, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, well, and then, like you said that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was with you when we were walking and I'm saying, like, it's literally they're dropping, you know, five, six buses in a row are drop are full with people dropping all these people off. You know, we were seeing them walk through the door and we're like, where are all these people going? And yeah. I, I think it really was, you know, on Sunday, we really noticed where all these people were going were right. They would literally walk right in and then go right to like the artists, well, not the artists, but like where the actors, actresses, voice actresses, that's literally where the lines were. And I yeah. think that's the big thing with a lot of these shows is if it's, if it's not really geared towards comics, like we've all been to Baltimore, Baltimore is a comic book show. Like right. that is the yeah. epitome of a comic book comic con. Like this con, I've heard great things about it. I heard it was amazing. You know, for me, it was a good show. I wouldn't say it was a great show, but I do see the niche of it's a little bit of everything. It's. But would you, you know, say you had a great experience, Justin, or just a good experience? I don't know. You know, like for me, it depends on the great me, experience. So just keep that in mind. Say again, Anthony. <laughs> I said you got to hang out with me, so keep that in mind. Yeah. You're yeah. just I, yes. It was it was a lot of fun seeing Anthony from Bird City. Everybody follow <laughs> Bird City Comics and buy their variants. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, we we yes we all we all grabbed some stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's it was it was excellent. You know, getting to meet certain people. You know, obviously, you know, I, I got to crack my Transformers one, which I had signed by Peter Collin, had Frank Welker sign it, which was just an amazing experience in itself, you know, somebody that you've heard the voice for over, you know, 25, 30 years. And then doing my, this was actually my first ever photo op. And I finally get to see this experience of how they do it. They literally heard you like cattle. Like it's like photo move, photo move, you know, like they don't even care, but I literally walked up to both of them and I really quickly go, guys, just to let you know, this is my first time ever photo. Can we please take a good one? Like that's <laughs> literally what I said to Peter and Frank. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. Like, and then just, you know, everything around, you know, hanging out with, with Anthony and just seeing like all, you know, Drew from wanted comics was there. Obviously uh, Davis Ryder was with your booth, they, everybody like seeing some of the whatnot crew, uh, just everybody that you didn't think, you know, then there were people that I saw that I didn't think I was going to run into, you know, people that follow me here on, on the platform on both like Instagram, whatnot. Like it was so great to talk with artists 
So for me, because I'm I'm like an every guy thing. Like I like the anime stuff. I like the art stuff, the comic stuff. So it was a good show. But the big problem, here's the biggest problem, is when you're going from New Jersey to Florida, you can't buy as much as you want to buy. Like Damn. that is the hardest thing. Like I will I've say bought- that dude. that's like, <laughs> yeah, like shipping. Like I can see why everybody ships stuff back and forth. You know, like when I brought my bag, like I had 25 t-shirts we gave away and I'm like, oh, great. I can't wait to bring this home with nothing. And next thing you know, I got, you know, 50 raw books wrapped up in blankets, you know, like it was heavier before I left. It was heavier going home than it was when I left. And I didn't think I'd get it through TSA at the time, but that was, you know, (laughs) yeah. I had to buy two of those comic clamshells just to put more comics in it that, you know, variants that I bought that I was selling on whatnot that I was you know, buying other books for myself. Cause I literally was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I, do I actually ship these things home? And, you know, I remember this experience from when I went to WonderCon out in Cali, like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to have all these books. What am I going to do? It's just such a different experience. You know, I bought a, I bought an original art page. I posted it on the Instagram. I just told the artist, I was like, and I know he's in New Jersey. I was like, listen, either you could just ship it when you get back or I'll just go to your house and <laughs> I just went to his house actually today and, and grabbed the book uh, or the the page and I got to see some some of his like PCOA and some upcoming pages that I'm probably going to purchase. So, you know, overall, it was definitely a good show. Uh, would I recommend it? Absolutely. If you're into everything, um, if you really just want to do a comic show, I would recommend Baltimore more and Terrificon more without a doubt. And I know like we've all done the Baltimore thing. We've yeah. I know Anthony. I'm been we've been pushing Anthony to come up to Terrificon this year. I, I'm telling you, it's told you, dude. I <clears throat> I got my foot in the pool on that one. I I want I want to go to that. I got to tell you though, Otto. I was like, it, it was funny when when Justin goes. I I got a I got a uh, a photo op, and he just said it like that at the booth. And I don't know why my brain didn't register it correctly. And I just thought like, seriously, <laughs> you got a spot where people are gonna take pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking i was legitimately confused i was like no shit he's yeah. got a spot where people are gonna take pictures with nemesis prime i was all proud and then he explained it to me and then i was like yeah i guess that makes more sense <laughs> yeah right right yeah that was a good moment there was a lot of like oh my god laughable in the moment moments where you're just like that was great right. so like i said man for me i got tons and tons of great memories um taking pictures with everybody um mm. So if you're watching this, you know, um, on Friday, there's a few people out there that really um, hit me in the feels when they were like, Otto, you know, thank you very much for all the stuff you've done. One or two people told me how, um, you know, our show and other shows got them through COVID. And, you know, one or two people told me, hey, listen, I wouldn't be here. Some a few people were set up doing things if it wasn't for um, you giving us that leap of faith that say, hey, listen, you know, fanboys can partake in this in one way or another. You know, you just don't have to be a vendor or an artist. There's other things that you can do there. And uh, that was really, really cool. And I was really appreciative of it, you know, because let's face it, this is a grind, you know, but it's a hobby. And I looked at it as uh, MegaCon is going to kickstart my con season of my year. And that's exactly what it was. You know, great weather, good friends, great memories. Uh, I'm going to start dropping um, stuff on three men in the basement, shameless plug. But anyway, um, and uh, so stuff like that. So overall, man, I, I, I had a CGC 9.5 of a time, you know, did I buy a big book? Yes. I also sold a big book, but I'm, you know, I use dealers that I know. And there were a lot of dealers that I didn't know who were very friendly. Um, so a couple of prices were super, super high. 
not readjusted, but then there were a couple books that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm buying it for this price, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how I, that's my comic book uh, review of it. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, my, my biggest thing always with the, like going to comic cons is artist alley and how it's set up. And it literally took me until Saturday for uh scaff uh you know i'm sure people know scaff scaff's comic knowledge youtube whatnot to tell me how the artist alley was really set up how it's literally it was like a big u so it would be the outside rows yes. and then it would fold into the into the the middle outside rows so it'd be like a giant u is basically where all the big name artists and writers were from like comic sketch art to the art collectibles crew so like all the you know Derek Chu and all of them and then on the far side you had all kind of like Joe Rubenstein and you know all the older guys but it I couldn't figure that out I'm just like because I'm walking up and down rows and I'm like first row it's like all right it's the art germ guys and then I'm going the next row and then I'm getting into like tchotchke stuff like pins and, and you know weird things and I'm like where how does this art like am I are they in between these people like I don't understand that so having like an artist alley that's separated and, you know, and Baltimore is great, like, because you walk into Baltimore, right? And it's all comics, and then it's, like, everything in the back, and then everything onto the left is all the artists, so you know where to go. Um, obviously, New York Comic Con has its own separate artist alley, so that's perfect. That's only my, that's, like, my one big gripe about how it was set up, because I was, I felt lost, like, that, that Friday when I got there, because I'm just, like, looking for people, and I can't find anybody obviously yes you can just kind of look on the like the schedule or and and that was another thing you know uh benny a man from bean town said that they didn't he was do mad a, about this. you guys got to hear this he was wound up about this he couldn't believe that they didn't do a program a written handwritten program like a and physical print, physical media I, like, yeah and i'm actually i thought about that more and you know new york comic-con you know huge cons that's like the first thing that's the first thing you usually see. And my biggest gripe, and I I said this to you when, when we were walking through the door, this is the first convention that I've ever been to. And Anthony, I don't know if you if you experienced at other big shows, but this is the first Comic-Con that I walked into that they didn't give you a lanyard when you walk <laughs> through the door with your badge. Like they made you pay for it. It was $5 for one or like $10 for like two or three right by where you, right past. You did see you that quite often. That's this is actually correct. I'm like, I got to pay for a lanyard? I walk through New York Comic Con and they are like standing there begging people to take their lanyards. Right. No, mine mine came on like a rope, like just a black rope lanyard uh -huh. holder. Yep. Which I guess that was the ones they gave the vendors, but they had the nicer ones, which they were selling. Mm -hmm. Had like the design or whatever it was. I heard um I didn't download it, but I heard Megacon had an app that had the map on it. That's why they didn't do it. Ah. Uh, well, like New York has that and it never works when you're in the Jabba Right. <laughs> Right. Well, because they, they the internet's a whole another. Oh, of course. I tried there. to buy when I tried to buy my one piece of OA. The guys, you know, guys' credit card machine wouldn't work. We actually walked all the way outside the convention center, and it still wouldn't even work outside. Yeah. Just on, it was just. So I was like, that's why I was just like, yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll pay you when we get back to, to New Jersey. Yeah. So. You know what? I will give a point to, and, and I don't know. I I think this is a good thing. Um, the cosplay. Mm -hmm. it, it yeah. was everybody cosplayed but there was nothing super obnoxious and huge where it was like i'm here just to show off for three hours and clog all the aisles up yep oh <laughs> clearly you didn't see the giant gundam reel that i posted today on okay i saw <laughs> him though but <laughs> he did he did cruise through and he had like a hey we're coming through people but mm -hmm. i can't remember if it was new york or san diego somebody built like a tank and it literally took up a whole aisle like some Whoa. anime monster that was on like wheels 
that they're rolling around the arms move like you know it was oh, crazy like was it mojo like from probably that's what i'm yeah. thinking it was and, and everybody had to get out of the way and i'm like at my booth and people were trying to buy things and they're like trying to squeeze by i'm like just coming back to the booth while they get by <laughs> so there was no like obnoxious cosplay <laughs> Yeah, which cosplay is fun. And I love seeing it, but like when they go, what was a guy? There was a guy driving a remote control car. Oh God! Did you see there him? Was this, there was this group of monsters that used to do Rhode Island, and um, they used to do Baltimore. They would dress up as these aliens, and it'd be like six of them, and they were oversized, inflated costumes, and they were really nice costumes. But they always traveled together. So like uh, when they would go through aisles, like everybody would have to part so they could do their little alien dance. And yeah. get it, it's great. It's just not the right time. Like no, no, like no, where you're, you're like not imposing, right? Because you know you get those group. There's there's a group of cosplayers because they're fans and they love it, and they're gonna go in and walk around and do their shopping, but they want to yeah. do it in character. And then you get the group of cosplayers that want people to stop them for photos. They spend a lot of time on their on their costumes, which is awesome too. Yeah. And then you get, you know, just the off the wall ones or the super huge ones. There was my favorite are the ones that like commit to the character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like if they're walking by and you're like, hey, great costume, they turn around. Hey, thanks. Like, that's not how the character would respond. Right. Yep. So I saw uh, some of the aliens from Galaxy Quest and they were doing that goofy oh, little skip God. walk, like super yeah. stiff. And they walk by and I'm like, that's fantastic. You guys look awesome. And I'm thinking I'm going to get a thank you. They turn around and they go, la, 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 start clapping their hands at me like this. And I'm just like, and then they turn around and walked away like no regular thank you. They were in character. Yeah. And I love that about those two people. So if they find this podcast and listen to that part, you guys are awesome. I did see there was a part where there's a bunch of Spider-Man running around and they ran up to a Doctor Strange and he he played with them. He, you know, he definitely was like in it. He wasn't like, like taken back. He like literally did like the whole spinning, you know, circle nice. thing with the sling ring. Like he was all for it, like trying to help them out doing whatever it was. Um, but I think obviously other than the Gundam thing that I posted today on, on, on the reels, uh, Otto, we saw it on Friday, that big giant Optimus yeah, Prime. I think it was awesome. Yes. He opened up the chest and had the matrix yeah oh that had to be the coolest cosplay yeah that that i posted that'll be up on my video that's dropping on three men in the basement where he's Mm -hmm. walking and he wait a second and he like pulls a trigger and the chest plate opens up and there's a matrix of leadership like lit up right inside like that is above and beyond you know like in my line of work like you've got like a 4.5 for this you know what i mean like (laughs) no that is like you get extra bonus points and you don't have to take the final you know what i mean so that was how uh amazing that was yeah, and I do appreciate a- how Megacon did their cosplay area. Like they mm-hmm. actually had a spot downstairs, kind of like where you originally walked in with the different backdrops, which I thought was really cool because most yeah. of the time when you go to shows, it's just they take, you know, they they they're taking photos outside and it's just like normal stuff. It's like, oh, there's a pillar, but they actually had different scenes. So if you were a character, like whether it was like a superhero from like Gotham, like they had like a cool background of city or they had a cool like mario brothers thing it was cool like your fantasy thing so it, it it's easy to take photos instead of having to digitally change the background to look something like yeah that was cool i had a a group of spider-men that were in front of the booth that just ran into each other they're all different types of spider people mm-hmm. and they were like so happy to run into each other they started like 
posing you know like hey let's do the all we all pointed each other thing mm-hmm. and they were doing that and i was like what are they doing like oh i didn't like that let's redo it no you 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 and they're pointing pointing to it. they were there for like 30 minutes like figuring out new things to do with each other nice and, and i was just just watching them and it was amazing i had people come to the booth i'm like uh, how much is this i'm like hold on i'm, I'm watching the spider people <laughs> dude's about to do a backflip or something crazy but yeah they they had a blast and everybody was awesome so i was yeah, into you- it I said it to you multiple times and even auto too. you guys had the best row because it was the, it was the why yeah. it was the main row going from the beginning of Megacon all the way to the back where yes. the, the artists and the actresses and, and the and actors what? were, that was like perfect for ever for yeah, you guys, for capture that. collectibles, no Moss's team, 700, 800. Where were you? Yeah, what, uh, 700. 700. That was 700. Yeah, 700. Okay. Yeah, that, I gotta give, I gotta give a shout out to Nelson, the Nelson big time collectibles. Uh, he bought three booth space um, and then figured out he didn't need the third, I think is how he was. Anyway, so he was like, I got a booth. You want a spot? And I'm like, no, thank you for thinking of me. And then two more asks later, I'm in Megacon. <laughs> and you didn't even have to drink to get those extra those spots. You I know, right? Like, I'd have to show any skin or anything. Jeez, no <laughs> weird picture or nothing. It was just like, here you go, buddy. I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. Uh, a lot of YouTubers there, a lot of influencers, a lot yep. of uh, whatnot people, which was, you know, again, great to see. You know, I guess what's a, you know, Otto, you, you said you bought a big book. You know, what was your like biggest pickup or purchase? Uh, well, your, I don't, I don't your favorite takeaway, I guess. Well, I will say, um, I will say, well, one of the books that I picked up was an absolute ghost. Um, but I did make a long term play with the Good Brothers at Reese's Rare <laughs> Comics. Um, I had a pretty unique book and we've been talking about it all weekend. And they had a book that uh, I was going after. And, um, it was an early, early Silver Age book, you know, double first appearance, a DC book. So I traded a Bronze Age. I, I traded a Bronze Age key for an early DC first appearance book. You know, and, and I should say the Bronze Age book is a first appearance as well, uh, yeah. which is pretty unique. So I'm going to talk about that later. But there's a book that I've been after for quite some time, and I've only seen it twice in person. I often ask people, hey, have you ever seen this book out there in the wild? Like, like the blue Marvel book. I've never seen that out in the wild. You know, I mm. mean, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I wasn't necessarily looking for it, but that's a book I've never found. But uh, almost three and a half years ago, I had bought a small collection off a friend of mine and he had this book in a, it, maybe it was slabbed. It was slabbed. It was a nine, eight. And I looked at this and it's Galactus. So it's the ultimates one in 50 art Adams Galactus cover. Now, if you don't know what that is, please go Google it because mm. As I put on my Instagram post, I said, this is one of the most intimidating poses of Galactus that I've ever seen. Um, eBay had one for 500 and I tried to get it for a little bit lower. The guy wouldn't do it. I was going to have Art Adam sign it at um, Terrificon. And then all of a sudden, I went up to a booth, a table I've never seen before. And you guys know I collect coverless books. And I'm like, hey, by any chance, you got any coverless comics? And, uh, and he's like, yeah, a lot of our raw stuff you know, the, is in this box. So I start looking through this box. And all of a sudden, I see this Ultimates number one, Art Adams, Galactus cover. And I was like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. And the guy's like, yep, it's pristine other than the color rub on Galactus. So I'm like, okay, I guess I won't get it graded, but at least I'm going to walk off with it. So 125 bucks, offered the guy $100, um, you know, ripped out a $100 bill. He took it right on the spot. So <laughs> I was happy. I was happy that I picked up that. Um I almost did the Hayden Christensen and um, Ewan McGregor signature, but my the two books that I bought had color rub. So then I chickened out because that was expensive, you guys. And I don't know if you guys know how much it is, but 
they were charging $350 a signature, okay? Which, funny, you do whatever you want with your money. That's on you. And I was about to do it, but it wasn't on exactly what I wanted to get it on. So, yeah. You know, that's not a that's not a signature you compromise on for those ones. You got to get yes. them on the right book. You have to be happy yeah. with that. If I'm going to dish that much money out. I don't want to be like, oh, well, I should have done this book. Uh, but my boys at Capture Collectibles said, you know, there's going to be other opportunities. So um, definitely going to take advantage of that. You know, I mean, you know, anybody that spent that kind of money? Uh, I do, but I'm I'm a little upset that you didn't give that person a shout out of who saw the color rub on those books. Oh, I will say it was Justin. It was it was Nemesis Prime when I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. I bought two copies and they're like, nope. Then we went back to this guy who happened to have like 15 long boxes of Star Wars stuff, and there was at least half a dozen copies of this same book, and they all yeah. had color rub on it. It was the yeah. I remember when they announced it, and and it came out the the week it came out. It was that Thrawn Alliance's book, and it's an, an amazing yeah. cover. It's, it's a great cover. It's dark. It's amazing. Yeah. It's Anakin and, and Thrawn on the cover. It's based off the novel, and I could not believe that every copy had the color rub. And I'm just like, oh man, this was just terrible. Because yeah, they were perfect nine eights. If it wasn't for this like color bleed in the middle of the book, like on Thrawn's chest, it would have been. They would have all been nine eights. But yeah, yeah. Um, I so I that was obviously my my biggest thing was sending a book for the Hayden Christensen Hugh and McGregor signing because what I missed. I did the Anakin and Obi-Wan number one uh, Hastings variant, which is super rare. It's done by Gabriel Del Otto. It's, it's a ghost. It's, it's definitely like a rare book and did, it's got on, wanna, on it. Yeah. I want to pause. Who took that book? Was it JJ or was it uh, Jason from captured? Cause uh, Jay, Jay took it. And then Jason uh, saw the book that I was doing. Yeah. And yeah. He and he's like, well, yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh my God, that is, it was a sick, sick cover. And then he went out and he goes back. He goes, look, I had to buy it because you bought it, you know? So well, I already yeah. have a Hayden signature and I really wasn't going to get Hayden signature, but you know, capture collectibles, they twist your arm. They're like, you got to do it. They're both on yeah, the cover. Right. Like, so the way my, my Hayden Christensen book now is it's on a Darth Vader cover and it, he, you know, he inscribed his Darth Vader. I'm hoping that he inscribes this one as Anakin Skywalker, which would be pretty freaking that awesome. Be pretty cool. Yeah. But we'll see how things go. But yeah, that was my big drop of uh, cap for with Capture Collectibles was doing the signatures and stuff like that. But I, I love those guys. I, I've done a, a ton of stuff with them, um, and I'm waiting for Mary Elizabeth Weinstead uh, had the, had their sign had gotten her signature at New York Comic Con on a sketch that I had Martin Zavala do a hair for me. Uh, I also have a Rosario Dawson in the works. And then the newest thing will be at awesome con in DC next month. I'm trying to get a Sabine Wren. So sending in a blank to him. Yeah. It's going to be, I want to get all three ladies then I'll be done. But yeah, overall, I think the, the show was great. Anthony, did you get a chance to actually leave the booth and do any type of shopping or walking around? You know, I mean, I got to see booths between my booth and the restroom that walk. So that, that was it. I get, I can tell you one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to get a Danny Trejo signature. Oh yeah. Uh, right. He was there. Yeah. One of my buddies actually did a, a Rick and Morty uh, exclusive and on the cover is Jaguar, which was voiced by Danny. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be the coolest thing. Like bring me that comic. And he was supposed to bring some and we were going to go over there and uh, get some of them signed and graded. And, uh, you know, of course, he's, I see him day one and he's just like, hey, bro, I forgot the books, but I'll see you later. And I'm like, yeah, way to run off before I can get you. Um, 
but we made arrangements to to get the signatures from Danny later. But yeah, I was I was pretty pumped. I wanted to meet him at MegaCon. Yeah, I it's, I know it's always tough when you're a vendor, and especially at a busy show like that. Yeah, and if it's only just you and someone else, you know, your little whatever six foot eight eight foot booth, you mm-hmm. know, you, you can't really leave. You know, I, I know you know Laura is not there to really help you out, so I can't really. All right, help you out, help you out there. Yeah, but. Shout out to Laura, Mr. Bird City. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Laura. <laughs> hey. Um, so, yeah, I, I think overall, I think Megacon's a great show. Uh, we definitely did a great review of it. Uh, I, the only yeah. thing I I, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. There's only one last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. Obviously, no books this week because we are recording on Wednesday. But, you know, there was a lot of news coming out over the weekend. And uh, we're not going to really dive into the whole lawsuit with CGC. There's a lot of other YouTubers that are talking about that. But I really want to kind of just dip our toes and and we really don't know too much but uh, i'm sure a lot of people that are on instagram are seeing a lot of artists if you follow a lot of artists on instagram that are leaving uh cadence comic art so a lot of them over on instagram are posting you know some names you know we have you know sarah bocelli was with them uh paula villanelli tola latoy ralphie albuquerque just to name a few they were all part of uh cadence comic art and Throughout the weekend, I had tons of people sending me their, you know, basically their posts saying that they're no longer represented by them, that if they have anything waiting for overdue sketches, they're going to come. Either they can contact artists directly or some people were saying that, you know, unfulfilled orders will be directed through Cadence Art. And then today I actually went right on Cadence Comic Art's website and normally under their artist section, they have their featured artists and they have more artists their featured artist section is wiped clean. And normally there's probably at least a good 30 of them. And I, and, and someone like, you know, Laura would love Jenny Frizen's on their list. So she's gone. I haven't seen her post anything, obviously Sealy, tons of other people that I typically go on their website to buy stuff. I mean, the most recent one this year literally was Casper Wingard. I, I picked up the Darth Vader 42 variant. Now it's like, well, I guess, you know, speculation um anthony i mean you've worked with artists in the past you know you're kind of a retail you know what's kind of your guess on why all these people kind of left i mean it's it's really going to be one of two things either the mishandling um if you're starting to get negative reviews and i can see from an artist standpoint if they come up to you and say hey you know i i ordered this where's it at and you hear enough of that Mm -hmm. um that's what i'm assuming it is uh, the other thing it could be, which doesn't make any sense, but I've seen this with retailers is that they just stop doing it when they have to pass the torch to whoever is next to run it. And maybe they're just calling it. I- I've had that with a couple of grading companies where I used to like to work with them. And they're like, yeah, we're just not doing it anymore. Hmm. Um, Cause it's a lot. Laura was asking me the other day, like, what's it take to manage an artist? And I'm like, you're the personal assistant. You manage their schedule. You deal with all the people. It, and, and for a list like theirs, I mean, th- that took a team to manage that. So, I mean, there's a million possibilities that could have gone bought, uh, gone sideways on those, but I would say those are the two most common. Um, Everett, anything from you, you know, as far as, you know, artists, I know you're, you're more on the old school stuff, but you know, you, you deal with some of the reps at yeah. shows, you know, you've seen them, you know, what do you, oh, it, what's well, your thoughts it, on this? I mean, something went south and people got fed up and there was a small coup and, you know, it wasn't. I doubt it was just one thing that made all these people leave. And it just, you know, it's a compounding thing. Maybe I don't get the hotel room or maybe you don't get admission. Like, 
you know, when you deal with artists, you have to, and I know this because we have, I have helped, um, uh, Ages Comics of Alaska. And even when we host artists at our little three MIB comic book swap, like when we brought, um, our friends from Alaska down, you know, getting them, making sure that they have arrangements from the hotel to the airport or vice versa, you know, um, having hotel access, you know, dinner, stuff like that. And, you know, I see what certain people do, what it takes to work with Roy Thomas and John, what John Cimino does with him and to mm -hmm. get him to go to shows, to negotiate, to talk about the pricing. And but more importantly, I will say, I've learned most of this stuff from Mitch Halleck when he tells me what it takes to get certain artists halfway across the country to come to your show um or you know what their sitting fee is or how they're gonna make their their draw so i don't know again this is news to me i'm really not following this you guys i'm tr a true silver age collector i'm a fanboy but you know interesting to see i'll keep my eye out i mean i'll listen to this and see what's going on but you know that many people just don't jump ship for something that if you miss like a dinner or something you know like something yeah, went yeah. on you know what's interesting now that I'm thinking about it and you're talking about it? <clears throat> I have, um, <laughs> whenever I do Marvel and DC books, I have a wish list of artists and the people I deal with already know it. So I would send them, this is my wish list. And then I have my, this is who I probably will get and will accept. And it's, you know, usually three or four names for every category and all the way down to like, send me who's available, whatever it is. So. <laughs> You look like she like the Grinch sneaking into skill is still a present, right? She's been on the show before. She realizes that we only do audio. Like it is audio. Nobody besides oh, the two of us are seeing this. But you sneaked in like you're about to like steal all the candy canes off the, <laughs> the black cat or something. Okay. It's gonna need okay. You're fine. Now we're gonna have to put. I'm gonna have to put this section on. On put it back on. Okay. So wait, what was I talking about? Before? <laughs> we, no, we, Oh, so my wish list. Okay. So <laughs> I put Jenny Frizen on, on my wish list all the time but of because of how she's managed. It's always a no. I've never gotten a yes on her. Um, I want to say mid January, I got a yes from Jenny Frizen. I'm going to get a Jenny Frizen exclusive. Nice. And which blew my mind. Cause I was just like, it's always a no, but I just in case. And then this news comes out. I'm, I'm wondering like, like I think Otto's onto it here. Just, my best guess something happened and they're managing their own schedules now. And all of a sudden people are available. Yeah. To piggyback off of you. I also think it's, you know, uh, commission rates and, and OA prices. Like, cause they have all that. They, they do specific times. They'll drop all like this person's going to do so many commissions. Here's the pricing for everything on their website. Yeah. They sell, sell all their original kind, not all, but majority of their original art. So pages covers, my guess is they weren't getting what was, you know, maybe contracted to them. You know, if you, if this covers $2,000 and they were like, well, you'll get, you know, 80% or 70% we'll take 30. Yeah. Maybe they were getting less than that. Happy customers don't leave in any industry, right? right? You guys like, you know, like. That's yeah. And, and I've been seeing, I saw two uh, art reps on instagram that i follow that you know they made posts saying listen if you're looking for someone to manage you you know please reach out to us and yeah and you know you never know where they're going to show up or again you know sometimes people just they do it on their own they they don't yeah. need someone like that you know i know it's especially the artists that are from like overseas i understand that like i've, I've seen that in in the beginning days of some of these artists, but you know, for the most part, they eventually they go on by themselves. They, they can, well, the, the thing is you got to like really trust that person. So I've, I've seen 
it's for somebody to manage. Like when people say I rep artists, like you have to have a lot of trust in that person. And this isn't a shade thing at Marvel and DC, but just to give you a little how it works. Um, I have some, some friends that are artists and I'll request them. And a big part of the, uh, the non-disclosure that everybody talks about, like as a retailer, you sign one non-disclosure disclosure agreement. They basically say, Hey, don't tell about any projects. Cause they send us uh books that are coming out before people mm-hmm. know before it hits FOC. Um, which usually leaks only a couple of days later once they release those lists um, saying, hey, here, here's all the new books we're doing. Do you guys want to do them? Um, and then they'll give us like hints like, hey, something's happening in this book. They don't always they're not always specific, but, you know, it's just a get more people on exclusives for those specific ones. So there's these information emails that go out to retailers and I know artists. So a part of that NDA is you're not supposed to communicate with your artists. Marvel and or DC is going to communicate with the artist for you to, to, you know, kind of be the middleman and making sure that it comes out right for all people and all parties. Mm-hmm. But you know, at cons, we run into these people. What am I supposed to be like? Hey, don't talk to me. Cause I'm going to request you soon. So, you know, don't look at me. It, it doesn't go that way. So, you know, we'll let people know, Hey, check your, check your email. Um, you might get a request from Marvel and or DC for something I would, I'd like to do. And, you know, gentlemen head nod tip of the cap, but it's funny because I'll send in a request and then I'll get a denial back that says something like, Oh, they're, they're busy or um, they, they weren't able to do the project. And I'm thinking to myself, I just saw them last weekend and we just had this conversation and I know that they were going to look for the email. So it's that part of that management, you know, you're wondering, do, do they have covers that they want them to do for them? And the schedule's not open, but, Sometimes they don't always communicate with the artist because then I'll get like my buddy back and say, Hey, they didn't even ask me hmm. like I figured, but you can't bring it up because that's a no, no. Uh, so that's, it. that's a fun situation with artists and, and being managed. Yeah. It's I, I, I especially someone like you and, and another retailers who go to shows constantly, you see these people at, it's right. like, you're doing the con circuit, right? So you're going to constantly see these people. So, uh, you know, what are you supposed to do? Kind of the, write it down on a post-it and put it on their desk and be like, I want to right. be with you. Or, Hey, this is the cover. This is what I want it to be look like. Cause I, I get that. Like most of the time when there's an exclusive variant and if, like you're saying, like if Marvel's saying, Oh, something's coming, they're not going to tell you that it's going to be a first appearance of some character. So right. you're going to be like, Oh, well I want that. I want this on the cover. Right. It's just, you kind of get what you get. You know, if it's a Spider-Man title, you're probably just going to get Spider-Man or, you know, one of the females on it. But you you wouldn't get that first appearance of that character on that cover because you can't you don't even right. know that. they're not going to tell you on the info which is funny because it's hard to read them when they say this is going to be great it could be the creative team that's going to be on the book and we're mm-hmm. thinking it's a key or a first appearance you know that's right where my mind goes but it could be just a fantastic writer that they're assigning to it and then you get to it and you're like ah but um, yay because it's going to be <laughs> well written but oh it's not a new person or a new thing it's a crapshoot but. Yeah. Well, hey, I like I like speaking with other people that are not part of the normal comic book verse because we get to learn things. So uh, I appreciate that, Anthony. Got you guys. It's out there in in the verse. So, uh, you know, again, I think the Cadence comic art, more stuff's going to come out from it. Obviously, as soon as we hear more, you know, we'll probably touch base on it. And for me being, you know, an art guy, it's just wild because I would I'd go on that website all the time looking. I type in Star Wars, Spider Gwen. I'd see covers. I literally the, the cover is right in front of me that I have to go and get um, to get framed. And it's just wild. that I literally just bought it a month ago. And, and now 
I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to reach out to the artist to see if I can pick up the other ones when I get a chance. And maybe it'll be cheaper. You know, I mean, I know how much I paid for mine. You know, maybe it'll be cheaper directly through through him. So sure. Less hands in the pot. You know, I mean, yeah, really cut out the middleman type of thing. Right. So and that's usually another thing just for people, even like commissions. You know, I had a conversation with someone today. You know, if you maybe if you work directly with the artist. Instead of going through their rep you know, Hey, you cut it out. They'll give you a nice break. They know they're going to completely get that money directly to them. So usually that's yeah. kind of even how you I know try to work. Too. And, and that sounds all good and great. And that's, I, I want that to be the way of the world, mm. but have you met artists? They're a different breed, bro. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like I, I'm t- I have to manage deadlines and concepts and that is not a diss at artists. I wish my brain understood the way their brains work. Like I'm not a creative bone in my body. No, but. so Anthony, to your to your thing, when I went and I talked to um, an artist there about doing two Transformer sketches for me. Oh, I hate that uh, story. It was David um, David Hanna. Am I saying it right? Oh, David, Ka- yeah, Ka- Kahana, K-H-A-N-A. Yeah, David Kahana. So I apologize if the uh, H is silent or, or that K is not. Uh, but David Kahana, he's an amazing Transformer artist. So he's looking at me and he's like, so you want – optimus prime like gene gray colors and i i looked at him and i go dude i'm not an artist i go do whatever you want what I, I see your stuff whatever i see is great you know what i mean like i get it you know and then when we were talking about the um the dark phoenix decepticon cover i said all i want her to have is the big gun like like a megatron like megatron i want the big oh, yeah. gun somewhere on this dark phoenix decepticon and he's like okay i can do that i can do that and just my brother, my brother's an artist, you know, his brain works a lot differently and than mine. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's the creative process. Exactly. I have nothing creative about me. I'm just, I come up with an idea and I'm like, all right, just figure it out. Do that. Cause I love it. Well, I'm a fanboy, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got, I got an artist I work with. I work with uh, Ivan Tell a lot and Ivan and I have an appreciation for each other. Um, he, he loves combat sports and I do too. And then, and the other thing we bonded over is he, he gets me. So when he sends me concepts, he sends me two variations of what I asked for. And he always sends me a third one of something that he just wants to do or likes. Yep. And out of 10 times, I probably choose the third concept that I had no idea I even wanted until I saw it. Mm-hmm. Probably a third of the time. Right. Minimum. It's like you didn't know you wanted it until you saw it. He's like, here's what you were thinking. This one's cool. And here's another variation. This is this is really neat. But check this out. And I'm like, don't try to sell me on your stuff. But every once in a while, I'm like, damn, I wish I'd have thought of that because he's going to give me shit when I say, yeah, that's the one we're going to go with. Oh, too good. Too good. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I appreciate my my panel members tonight. Uh, again, great recap show of Megacon. Great talk about Cadence Art. Before we get out of here, Otto, let people know where they can find you, what what you have upcoming for your channel. Yeah, we got a lot of things coming up over. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Great being a whole, great being a guest tonight on the show, you know, with a great panel on here. You know what I mean? So really, thank you very much for inviting me on. Hope you guys enjoy this. Um, obviously, Otto underscore Grotto on Instagram, Three Men in the Basement on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We do some posts there. Um, but, you know, predominantly we're on YouTube a lot. I'm going to have a lot of content coming out about um megacon and some things leading up to it as far as three men in the basement really it was megacon's going to kickstart it we have our three mib massachusetts winter fall winter crawl coming up um then we're going to be at the double tree hotel for cliffscon on a friday night that's right we're doing a friday night lights comic-con um that'll be um the first weekend in april and then my crew is going to roll down to king con and then up to little giant 
And then to the three M three MIB comic book swap in May, we're announcing that very soon. Okay. And then we're going to take some of the summer off, maybe hit up some smaller shows and then we're full tilt to terrific con. So that's my con schedule. You know, I started doing my pushups, you know, I, I got, uh, I got the creatine ready. I'm ready for this action. So nice. it should be a lot of fun. So any interest you guys that you guys have, please DM, DM me. Uh, we're going to have a lot of great guests coming on three MIB in the near future. So uh, thank you very much for having me on. Very appreciative. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah, if you're, anybody's in the Northeast, definitely uh, check out. This is going to be an interesting. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make their their winter crawl, but they're they're getting out of Connecticut. They're hitting up into the the Boston area. So if you're in Rhode Island, Boston area, or uh, the Connecticut you know region, and you've never done a crawl with these guys, it's a lot of fun. They go hit up a couple shops. You know, get a, sometimes they get a little bit of a discount because you know they're they're bringing a lot of people, bringing a lot of money to the store for that one day. So. Um, hit up Roger, hit up Otto, uh, you know, uh, Chinmo, whoever. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, so when's real quick, when's the, uh, the Friday night show, the Friday night show, that's actually going to be good Friday this year. You guys, Easter is very early this year or Easter is like the first weekend in April. Mm-hmm. Um, no, in the first weekend of March, no, in April, in April, it's the first weekend in April. Uh, so that's good Friday. And, uh, that's going to be at the double tree hotel. It's Cliff from Cliff's Con. It's a staple show here in Connecticut once a month. But every six months, he does one at the Doubletree where he brings in more vendors. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a great setup. Very nice. And actually, we're going to be set up doing a live show from there. So uh, we're going to have a live show from Cliff's Con on a Friday night just to bring awareness to it. So, again, stay tuned to 3 MIB. I'll be posting on that all the time. Nice. That sounds awesome. That's that's different. Normally, you know, comic shows Saturday and Sunday on a Friday yep. night. That, that, that's, that, that's a change for something. So Yeah. Look forward to that. Uh, Mr. Bird City, uh, obviously, where can people find you? And what do you have upcoming as far as any type of releases? Maybe you want to tease out there. Sure. So everything is Bird City Comics. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, website, Bird City Comics. Uh, just dial that in. You're going to find me. Uh, I did recently just break 7,000 followers on Instagram. Good for you. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So I like that. Um, I don't do any type of like advertising or try to like do it in up in any way that people uh-huh. keep advising me to do, which is probably smart. That is an organic 7,000, which I love. Um, but yeah, the the find us there, everything Bird City Comics, upcoming stuff. Uh, we're gonna do C2E2, so that's probably my next big plan show. Um, we're gonna go to Shortbox Live. That's oh, yeah, gonna be amazing. Right. Nice. Yeah, the Shortbox people are fantastic. They're having us out again, which is a huge compliment to Laura and I because that is not a, it's not geared towards the modern collecting community. It's a lot of vintage. Um, there's some big big names in the retail game of guys that just have crazy ridiculous books and they're gonna have booths there um a lot of really cool artists roll through like last year uh i know liefeld is like a name that people run into a lot but i never met him before and i bumped into him at shortbox live for the first time ever uh hmm. which that dude a whole nother podcast about him <laughs> i knew that was coming yeah it, he was he was something else like in a great way like there is a lot yeah he's super extra and there's so much to him but um the short box thing and then uh something very very cool uh you know guys a gold key got rebooted so the gold key brand is back out there for producing comics um they just have a new kickstarter right now and that they are doing for uh figgy furthermore mm-hmm. figgy furthermore hopefully i said that right it's a figgy book um jay stevens or let me see hold on let me look anyway they're doing a kickstart for this new product 
Uh, we're going to have a Bird City Comics exclusive for it, uh, which will be cool. So this is going to be our first kind of Kickstarter that we've ever done, uh, which is going to be for this new one. And I hope Shortbox jumps in on it. I think they're going to do some stuff, too. So we're going to have a show on Friday about it. We're going to have an interview with the artist and the writer. Um, the owner of Gold Key is going to be on, too, and kind of give us some plans on what he's got coming up. And uh, yeah, Laura and I are going to be extremely busy this year. Nice. Uh, any upcoming releases? So this Friday, we're dropping an 8-bit Edge of Spider-Verse. It's a, a, a Mario Kart homage. And then mm-hmm. there's a new image title called The Last Mermaid. It's like a mermaid that's in a tech suit. I just saw this today on Instagram. Yeah. I really want to know about this title. When it, I'm definitely going to check it out. It looks extremely interesting. So I, I got a partner, and we're going to do an exclusive on this one. Of course, it's going to be a Little Mermaid-type homage. Uh, but apparently, the book sizing is not quite a magazine. It's more square. It almost reminds me of the sizing. For, remember those uh, Disney, the gold-bound spined books? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those. like that size, or or what was the other one? The the um, oh the uh, mounts the mouse guy. What am I thinking? Oh, a mouse guard, mouse guard, mouse guy. I was right there, uh, <laughs> but that size of book is what it looks like when All I get right. the measurements. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just saw that the uh, the last mermaid. I'm I'm interested to see more on that because I'm sure I definitely will read that. Cool. So, and then who's the artist you got on the eight bit uh, that's dropping this week? Uh, Matthew Waite's going to be on the 8-bit and then tr- of course Tris Forstner is going to do the uh, mermaid because she does great Disney type oh, style yeah. work yeah oh, awesome I- I'm oh, excited for, for Megacon bro or not Megacon C2E2 are, are either of you guys going no probably not no. alright we'll work on trying to get you there how about this I got- I, Anthony how about this maybe alright I like that <laughs> just like who likes to hear maybe. I, got, maybe. I, got you, I got you for dinner one night if you make it out um mcdonald's anything you want (laughs) but we've got two really cool books for that show um one of them is going to be a feral book i I was just gonna really i was just gonna yeah but but we're gonna have tony and trish with us at the booth bringing them out um so it's gonna be something extra and cool since i'm bringing them out all right well you're gonna have to tell us post show what the variant's gonna look like i'm feeling like we're gonna have to give some away on this show all right Ooh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to snag you a little pack since we dropped the maybe since we dropped ten percent of information, which is practically nothing here. Mm, yeah, I'm, not a lot of stuff going on here on the podcast, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for the feral thing. I, I remember when Trish kind of teased it out last year at some point, or even maybe last year, and then I've already seen yeah. some of the stuff. The preview, it's. I'm so excited for this series. I'm so excited. You know, obviously being a cat guy, I would love to do a, I would love to do a variant for that, but it's not my audience, but it is my, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like how everybody bought it into all the stray dog stuff. I'm going to buy into all the feral stuff. (laughs) I can tell you, I've read personally issue one and two and you're going to love it. Oh, fuck. I know. I know. You know what's funny? I'm super hard to impress with comics. Hmm. Like everything is just kind of like, yeah, that was good. And I don't get much more excited than that. This is pretty damn good. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, Stray Dogs was great. I remember when it first came out and nobody, I remember the first time I talked about it, I'm like, people, you need to pick this book up. And then a week later, it was like, it was all yeah. over the place. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I bought this and I'm glad I picked it up. So uh, oh, totally. awesome. I appreciate both of you gentlemen coming on. Uh, obviously, you're always welcome to come back anytime. You know, maybe one time we'll have Laura when she actually goes to a show and she can talk about being at a con 
But uh, right. for the podcast, of course, upcoming like auto, we will be at King Kong set up in April. You know, we will have our buddy V Ken Marion with us. We will be sponsoring him, and then he will also be with us at Terrificon. Uh, I was talking with someone over this past weekend at MegaCon. We may have a variant exclusive for um, for King Kong, and then uh, we are working f- with someone possibly for a Terrificon one. So, you know, as we get some stuff, you'll you'll know. So that's it, and uh, of course, follow all of our links, and they'll be in the description. So appreciate everybody. We will catch you next week. Oh, and don't forget, people, check out my live show. We did a live show myself and Binky's of the negative oh i knew that was coming i had to throw that in there make sure you check out the live show that i live show rewind on some stuff that's going on with of course epic nation drama that's it everybody say it's epic it's epic so uh later everybody enjoy your week you're saying there's some epic drama there is some epic nation drama jeez later everybody